and welcome to the Empowerment and Courage podcast. We are your hosts, Ellie and Coco, and we speak to professional athletes so that they can inspire you with their stories. We talk about what's beyond the success, things like the challenges and adversity they had to face, and their advice to anyone with big dreams. In today's episode, Coco speaks with Clay Dimmick. He's a professional soccer player from the United States and currently plays for Charlotte Independence in the USL Championship. Hey Clay, and thank you for coming to our podcast today. Uh, it's really great to speaking with you again and, uh, and even more that uh, I've known you for a few years now and we've been good friends. So uh, thank you. Thank you for giving us some, some of your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. And it's been too long, so it's good to catch up. Yeah, of course. Um, so can you start by telling us a little bit of uh, about you, who you are and uh, and what you do? Yeah, so uh, like you said, my name is Clay Dimmick. I'm 25 years old and I'm an American. Um, I went to college here four years in the States in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, it's a small school called Belmont Abbey. And then um, now I'm in my second year as a professional athlete with the Charlotte Independence um, soccer team. So yeah, second year as a pro. So perfect. Uh, so first of all, congratulations on, on being a professional for, for two years now. And uh, But can you tell us like when did you start like actually playing soccer? Okay, yeah. So I was born in Texas and I started playing there when I was about four years old. I have a brother who's two years older than me. And uh, I just wanted to be like him when I was little. So he started to play and then I asked <laughs> my parents if I could start playing. And so I've been playing for about 21 years now, 20 years. Okay. And uh, so so you start because of your brother. Did you play other sport as well or, or was it just like football from the beginning? Or um, yeah, so I started because my brother. But um, again, like him, I wanted to uh, play basketball. So it was soccer and basketball for a while and some tennis mixed in and then when it got to the point when I was in middle school, so for us in America, that's around like 12, 11 years old. You kind of have to choose. And so from then out, it was just football. Okay. And and can you just tell me why why did you choose like uh, soccer and not, and not basketball? Yeah. Well, from the beginning, I just loved the sport. Like I loved um, everything that goes into it, the technical piece. And then as well as just running around versus the other sports, there's a lot of stop and go. And I just kind of fell in love with the game and in love with scoring goals and winning tackles and yeah, I just haven't lost the love for it. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, I can relate to it, you know. Yeah. Um, so you grew up in Atlanta as well, right? You moved from Texas and then you grew up in Atlanta. And then in 2013, like you say, you went to, to Charlotte, North Carolina to play college soccer in uh, Belmont Abbey. Um, was playing college soccer something that you always wanted to do uh, when you choose to play soccer when you were 11 years old? Yeah, so... Um, I would say my first goal when I started playing soccer and got to the age where I actually knew what I was doing on the field um, would be to get a scholarship and to play soccer in college. I think in America, that's kind of the main goal. Um, and then when you get to college, maybe some things beyond that come into mind. But my first goal was to play in college and receive a athletic scholarship to do so. Okay. And it was important for you to also get the education uh, at the same time. Yeah, for sure. Um I mean, I was always told you can't play soccer forever and uh, injuries happen and, and hard luck happens. So I think having an education to fall back on and using your sport to get you into the education was huge. Yeah, yeah, of course. And what do you think, like, what impact did your college years um, had on you? Um, yeah, so for, for us um, and like you guys, when you guys came over here, I think those years are really important for not just us athletes, but who we are off the field um and i think off the field i grew a lot and into a man so to say and learned a lot about life and about who i wanted to be as a person and then on the field as well it's four years and those four years like you grow a lot so you would recommend like any other young like inspiring athlete to do like uh, to play college sport if they have the opportunity to yeah, I think there's no um, negative to the opportunity. Like you said, you get the education and as well as you can further yourself athletically and pursue a career in sports as well. Yeah, of, of, of course. And 
So you spend four years in Belmont Abbey, but during the summer you you actually play like um, semi-professional in USLPDL. That's actually where we we met. Um, what like was it important for you to to play those league and how it's been like uh, shaping you as a player? Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Um, I think like you know this coming from Limestone. Uh, like you guys had a really good team, but maybe the teams we play aren't always the highest level. And for me at Belmont Abbey, a small Division two school, I kind of felt like I was one of the better players from my freshman and sophomore year on. So I wanted to go somewhere in the summers where I knew the level was going to be a lot higher, and I knew that the um, caliber of players coming from they're basically all Division one, all these big schools. Like I wanted to see, like, hey, am I actually a good player? Can I make it in this game? And so I think doing that in the summer was huge for one, my growth as a player, and then two, mentally, my confidence. Uh, show me that I can make a career at this and like I can go to the next level if I want to. Okay, okay. And uh, like, when did you know you actually wanted to become a professional soccer player? Was it like really when you were young or was it like actually like uh, after a few years in college or actually during like this years, like this summer playing uh, semi-professional? Yeah, so I, like always growing up, I think I w- like just like you guys, I'm sure watch games on the weekend all the time and, and watch Champions League and just dream about that. But it didn't become like a real dream, like a, a dream that I thought I could achieve until my sophomore year in college after, like you said, I went off to play over the summer and then it was against guys who were getting drafted later that year or who were signing professional deals later that year. And so I kind of sat down with my head coach at Belmont Abbey and told him my dreams and aspirations as a player. And I think it was then in my sophomore year where I kind of made the decision to sacrifice some things and really go for that dream. Okay. And during those time, because it was just a dream, like like you say, you know, it was like, okay, maybe I can make it. But when did you like actually really like started to believe? Was it that at that moment that you started to believe, okay, I can make it as a professional? Or was it just like a dream? Okay, I want to be professional, but I don't know if I can make it. Or did it happen like later, like maybe after your senior year, maybe you're like, okay, now I know I can actually make it. Yeah, I would say um, the summer we met was uh, big for me personally because um, that was my first summer playing outside back. Like I had never played outside back before. And that's where my coach said, like, I think you can have a career at this game at outside back. So playing that summer as a fullback, um, I think we played against some really good teams. And it just showed me like, I can hang with these guys like I'm just as good as players and yeah I don't go to like um, Stanford or don't go to UCLA, UCLA or these big schools but um, if you're good enough the scouts will find you the agents will find you and the clubs will sign you so I think going into my senior year um, the summer before my senior year was uh, probably the turning point for me where I was like if I put everything I have into this I can uh, become a professional. Okay, and so like you say, you play outside back, but before that, where, where on the field, like, did you play? And now you still play outside back, so I guess like you like that position. Yeah, so growing up, I was a center mid, uh, basically until college. My freshman year in college, I came in as a center mid, and then sophomore year and junior year, I played center back, which is like totally new for me. Uh, <laughs> I didn't like it at all, <laughs> but then. Uh, then I realized when I sat down with my coach that outside back would be a good fit for me at the professional level. Um, and that's where I am playing now and in my second year as a pro as, as an outside back. But I think it's important also to know that um, being a versatile player, like it could be frustrating in the moment for younger players growing up, knowing like their coach just plays them wherever. But uh, having that ability now, um, I think makes you more uh, valuable as a player for for the team yeah for the team and at yeah. the end of the day like the coaches want players who are going to do what's best for the team yeah because in case of somebody get injured they know they can count on you to yeah to to play in another position right so would you like to stay outside back or like sometimes do you feel like oh i wish i could be like playing more in the middle or like more forward yeah, there's definitely times where you miss the the middle of the park just because you're on the ball all the time and you can go forward. You don't have as much defensive responsibility, but for now I'm happy there. Try to prove myself there. Yeah, of course, of course. So after college, um, you in 2017, I think you decided to to move to Australia. 
and you play with like two different teams. Um, what was it like for you moving abroad for the first time in your life and and chasing that dream of of being a professional player? Yeah, so um, it was really kind of spur of the moment decision. My agent, who I've been working with, to kind of backtrack a little bit, I went on um, trial with Colorado Switchbacks in the USL okay. Championship um, my senior year, and it was in March, and uh, it was their preseason, and an agent had seen me out there when I was playing, and um, I ended up coming back. Things with Colorado didn't work out, and I finished my degree, and then by the time that was done, the agent kind of had a deal in Australia for me, and so um, by the time that came up, I just figured I would go for it and, and really just kind of see if I could handle it as a person and as a player, just all the change and all the new stuff. And so when I went over there, it was tough. Like off the field, I would say it was a lot tougher than on the field. On the field, soccer is like everybody says is a universal language. You can kind of pick yeah. up and like everybody's the same on the field. But off the field, you're in a new environment. And luckily, there's no language barrier, but you don't know anyone. Um, and I'm sure you guys have been through this. And like everybody there has their own like family and friends. And so I think off the field it was definitely tougher for me to find my like comfort zone there of, of course but like how did that time like impacted you like on your game as a player but also like as a person because i guess like um moving abroad like this knowing nobody like uh, just chasing that dream like you must have grown now as a person coming back to the to the u.s also Yeah, it was huge for me as a person and player. Um, as a person, it really showed me like, all right, this is what I want. It was also big in seeing what my distractions were and like people in my life who really weren't healthy for for that time and for what I wanted to go after with my time in life. So I think as a person, it showed me I right, like this is I'm going full in for this and like I want to put all I have towards this. And um, then on the field as well, just I had so much time to myself that I used that time to. Um, technically just train a bunch like stay obsessed with it be obsessed with getting better and getting stronger getting fitter so yeah I would say that time was huge um, a huge uh, time of growth for me so you would say it was like challenging because you left and it, and it was like that hard aspect of leaving to a new place but it was also like really positive because you were able to like grow and learn a lot about you yeah for sure but it's tough Uh, like I won't lie because in the moment it, you don't see any positives you're like dang this is yeah. it's really hard and then you get back and you're like wow like I, I really did grow um, I grew as a person and as a player I did improve so I think it's easier to look back on it and see the positives versus in the moment it can be really tough um, so then you come back for the to the US and and you don't sign professional straight away but in 2019 uh You were able to sign your first like professional contract with Charlotte Independence in the USL Championship. Um, what was it like for you? Like, was it like a dream come true, or was it just like a step towards the good direction? Yeah, uh, it was a weird feeling because as a kid you dream like, and as a player you dream this whole time of signing your first professional contract and finally being able to say like I'm a professional soccer player or footballer, but. When I signed it, it wasn't even like that. It was kind of just like, all right, this is just another step. Now I want to play. Now I want to like go even higher. I want to go even further with this career. So it was definitely a relief. Like I felt like um, a chip on my shoulder had been lifted off. Some weight on my back had been lifted off. But yeah, I, I don't think that I thought, oh, finally, like it's done. Like I thought it was like, all right, that's some relief, but let's keep pushing now. Okay, and especially like signing in Charlotte, which is like yeah. what, uh, 15 minutes from Belmont Abbey. So that's where like all of your friends and then some part of your like extended family was there as well. So that must have been like pretty cool. Yeah, I could never imagine it to be any better because if you ask me where home is, I would say Charlotte. So just the way it all worked out was a huge blessing. Yeah, of, of course. Um, so you're obviously like still really early on your professional career, but if you had like a favorite moment for now from college or from when you were playing soccer what would it be favorite moment i would probably say uh, my first professional start against the new york rebels up in new york um just like their organization and stadium and everything was uh top class and um just you never really forget your first uh pro start so i think just that moment um and like i was happy with how i played so that one will stick with me for a while 
So hopefully you get better memories. Yeah, for sure. But it will still stay like a special one, of course. Yeah, always, always for you, always you, you always remember your first one, is what they say. For sure. Um. So we've spoken a bit about like your career, um, up to this point, but not really about the current situation and about like the future. Um. So right now we're all going through like this kind of like weird phases with like the coronavirus. Uh, how was it for you, like uh, in the US, and how this impacted you as a person and also your career? Yeah, so when this all first started, um, it was back, we went into lockdown March 14th, and it was the day before our home opener. And um, so it immediately our league shut down and kind of said we're week by week type of thing, but we knew it would be a while. Um, so there was a lot of time on your hand. We went from through March, through April, and then May, like, 21st, we had our first uh, small group training. So there was, like, two and a half months there that uh, were on your own, but um, I think mentality of certain players showed in those in those moments because that's, if you look at it, off-season isn't even that long. Like, your holidays in between seasons aren't even that long. So I think that the players who are in, their, are in good form right now and who are fit right now and look sharp, are the ones who handled that time well. So for me, I just try to use it to learn, to improve as a player and, and as an athlete, uh, as well as just kind of rest and, and uh, rest my mind and let the stress of everything going go away because you can't really control it. So there's no there's no sense of worrying about it. Of, of course. And was it not too hard, like mentally as well, to, to not be able to like find that motivation maybe to to know like okay I, d- I don't know when is the next game I don't know when is the next like uh, practice session yeah I think that was like one of the toughest parts for people but I was just trying to take it day by day and I think I found success in in taking it day by day and competing against myself whatever it may be so you you kept like training at home and, and tried to do some home workout yeah so I um yeah I would just train at home and uh we had a a little competition within the team, like fitness competition. So uh, I tried to win that and then uh, just try to get on the ball as much as I could. Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, I remember well, you always been like pretty good at like uh, uh, running and, and everything. So I'm not too worried about your, your fitness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> somehow, somehow, some way I, I stay pretty fit. So I like I like to take pride in that. So, so that's good. That's good. Um, so talking a bit about your future and do you have any more? Because now you sound professional. So that dream is off the list. But do you have like more goals, more future, like whatever, like short term uh, for the next for this season uh, coming up, but also long term uh, in your career? Yeah. So obviously, first and foremost, this season, I want I want our team to uh, make playoffs. I want us to make a run at the league title um and i want to be a player who helps our team do that like i want to be able to impact the lineup play a bunch of games play a bunch of minutes and help the team any ways i can that's the short-term goal for this season then going into next season um the long-term goals would be signed like a bigger contract uh not just money-wise but years and uh just really have a long career as long as i can and go as high as i can i don't want to put a limit and be like I want to get to this league or that league because I always think you can get better and go higher. So, yeah, just I always want to keep improving, and I tell myself that every day, even if I'm like not in the starting lineup. I just want to always keep improving each day, whatever that looks like. Of course, of course. Um, and um, I saw that Charlotte was going to have a MLS team in 2022. Uh, is that something that you had in your mind? Yeah, for sure. When I, when we saw that, at least for me, I was like, wow, that would be perfect. Like. <laughs> <laughs> that, would be, that would blow my uh, dreams away. So, yeah, it's definitely in the back of my mind, but you can't really worry too much about it. What's going to happen is going to happen. Just worry about how you play and stuff like that. Of course, of course. But it's still pretty cool, though. I was like, I saw it, and I was like, oh, that's cool. But looking at it, Charlotte um, is definitely like a, a big city, a big uh, two of MLS team, so... Yeah, for sure. I think it. I think they should have one. It'd be a no-brainer for them to have a team. Yeah, for sure. It's no. It's no surprise. Let's say. Yeah. So I also know that 
getting where you are like uh, require a lot of like uh, a lot of patience a lot of hard work but also a lot of determination from your side um what would you say like was the biggest challenge that you had to face uh, up to now the biggest challenge i would say i'd have to face up until now is um performing at a high level each and every day uh because in the professional game like there's guys on the team there's guys on the other team who have big names who have been big places and they're they're there like they've made it they've they've made the money they made the fame they have impressed all these coaches and and when you uh, are starting your professional career out like you have to be able to, you have to be ready and be able to um perform each and every day and that's even when i was trying to get to this point uh competing against uh college teams or stuff like that just performing each and every day because if you don't do that then you're wasting a day and you're wasting an opportunity to get better. So I think that that's probably the toughest thing is to get up every morning and be like, all right, I have to get better today. Like, And that's something that I've learned to love is uh, learn to love the process of it and the process of getting better. So that's probably the biggest challenge. And um, But it's also like the biggest reward. Okay. So it's like both. Let's yeah. Say. And and how, how do you like, do you overcome like every day? When you say like okay today i have to get better like where where do you find that like motivation determination to um, to actually like overcome it yeah so a lot of it is just for me it's intrinsic motivation like um a lot of people need like a pat on the back or or coaches like hyping them up good job good job this good job that but for me it's kind of like uh i want to prove to everyone like how far i've come and i want to prove for my family and um for my future wife and future family like uh like I want to provide for them and and show them what hard work and determination success looks like so for me I want to inspire people and help people in any way I can and I feel like I can do that by giving it my all every day yeah that's that's uh, that's awesome so um growing up and and starting to play soccer like um you say you looked up to your brother but did you have another like biggest inspiration motivation uh, that you looked up to yeah um well, I don't know if this counts as like the growing up age, but in college, my uh, head coach, he's like been um, a huge mentor and inspiration to me on and off the field. And he's played, uh, he played for Coventry City's team. So he's been all over um, in the, as a footballer, but just as a person in general, he's definitely helped me get to where I am today. Okay. And did you add any like other like football player you were looking up to? Uh, I used to love Frank Lampard when he was a player. Because I'm a Chelsea fan, okay. so he he uh, convinced me to be a Chelsea fan. So I used to love his passion and his uh, his fight on the field. Yeah, a lot of hard work as well. And today, like, do you still have the like someone like this, like maybe your coach again, or maybe somebody else that still inspire you every day? Yeah, it would be my coach. Uh, like before this call, I just got off the phone with him, just talking about my week on the field, and it's good to have that. It's good to have a mentor. I would definitely recommend it to everyone whether in sports or in business or with family life, I think having someone who's been through the trials and been through the struggles and success that you're, that you're going through is, is really helpful. Okay, so you will say you learn a lot from him? Yeah, for sure. Um, and do you have any, like, any quote or any like, thing like that that keep you motivated or that you have like, in the back of your mind some days? Yeah, my favorite quote when it comes to that is, uh, champions are made when no one is watching. And I feel like that's like the simplest quote and it's so true. The work you do when, when no one's around or the extra work you put in after or before training, it really shows when, when you're playing in front of thousands or when you're playing under the lights, like all that stuff, it shows who, um, who, who's willing to do the extra, extra mile, so to say. I like this one as well. It's yeah. really, really cool. Yeah. And I think, I think you're right. It's, it's really true. Um, so like I say again, like, I know that you are a player with a lot of like determination when it comes to like training and, and achieving like big things. But where do you think you get that from? You know, mm. for me, I get it from my faith and, uh, I'm a big man of faith and put my trust in God. So that's where I get my, uh, trust and confidence and motivation. So, um, yeah, I would definitely say I get it from him. Yeah, for sure. I was going to talk about it a bit later, but I know that faith is like really important for you. Um, so you will say that it's something that impacts you like on the field, but also off the field. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I think it's it's the most important thing in my life and um, my whole life. I don't want to be known as a soccer player. I want to be known as a as a man of God, a Christian who plays soccer. So I think for me, um, letting that shine through me as a soccer player really uh, hopefully is is what people see when they look at me. Okay, and it really help you and and inspire you like to keep working towards your dream. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, that's that's really good and uh, it's really interesting. Um, so signing pro, coming back to talking about like soccer, signing pro was obviously like not something that came to you straight after college. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say was the key to you uh, to being able to keep that motivation up and and work towards your first like uh, pro contract? Yeah, in, even in the difficult moment. For me, it was how close I was. Um, like I know I was talking to you when I was going through the process and when when I was on trial with certain clubs and just how close I was getting. It's like, man, like I'm so. I why would I stop now? Like my career is just about to start. I can't stop now. So, so for me, it was like I'm going all these places, proving I'm just as good as, as these guys at these clubs. Um, I just have to keep going and find the club who needs an outside back or who needs a defender in that moment. Um, so. For me, it was to answer your question, how close I was getting to the contract. Okay, and um, and I'm sure the mental part was really important, and and being able to like um, control yourself and keep the focus and the mentality like um, was was probably pretty hard. Like, how important would you say it was for you? Yeah, for sure. And there, there's definitely times where like you just get broken down. Like, there's so many negative thoughts in your head and um it's it can be lonely at times like sport is a lonely place a lot of people will critique athletes or or um give athletes a bunch of hard times but they don't realize like it's tough at times when you're not performing and when you're not where you want to be so for me like mentally when I was going through those challenges and stuff it was important for me to get get outside of myself and whether that looked like just going for a run to clear my head or going to like serve other people, help other people out to get outside of myself and, and forget about whatever I was going through. Um, that helped me a lot because it put put the whole world in perspective. Like I was still super fortunate for, for whatever situation I was in. There's people that go through a lot worse. So for me, it would just be um, get out of my own negative thoughts and go do something to get my mind off it. Okay, so like reminding yourself that you were still like grateful for what you had like was really important for you yeah for sure like reminding everything i had to be grateful thankful for and and when you when you list it out and look at it you're like all right like i'm really thankful and really grateful yeah okay that, that's cool and uh so you faith again had a big like part of it probably as well yeah yeah in that mm-hmm um, and during this like our time, like did you add that one moment like uh, um, consider giving up on like on like football and and really were like okay you know what I'm done and I'm gonna do something else. Yeah, so I wouldn't say giving up, but there was one moment where like I thought I hit rock bottom with it. Um, it was the like a couple weeks. No, it was a couple months before Charlotte. I was out in Madison with uh a usl team out there and i was on trial with them in preseason and it was like the best i've ever played and uh for for that moment the best i've ever played and the coach like didn't even give me the time of day in the meeting like i didn't hear from him for like two weeks didn't hear a phone call a text or anything and i was just thinking to myself like wow this guy really didn't even notice me for like the two weeks i was on trial and he can't even give me a call he can't even message me and so I was just in that moment, like, that's when I hit rock bottom. I was like, like do I really go unnoticed as a player? Um, and then obviously it's because there's something better in store. But yeah, that's that's probably the, the lowest of my career yet. What made you, like, keep going? Like, why you didn't, like, actually, like, stop and, and do something else? Yeah. The reason why I didn't do it is because I, I knew how good I had played and I was pissed off. So I was like, I got to prove this guy wrong. Like, I have to keep going. I have to prove this guy wrong. Okay, so you were, like... You were sad, but it was more like you were more mad. Like your ego was more touched by the fact that this coach didn't like uh, give you a call back or, or yeah, not definitely. even a text. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you talk a bit about that in, in, in the quote that you like, but 
since we are speaking about like motivation and and never giving up like how do you look at like talent versus work ethic yeah um so i think that's it's really visible in the professional game like you see people who are so talented and and uh a lot of times their careers don't last as long as the guys who have some talent but are are very reliable players and very hard working um and i think for me as a player like my biggest gift is my consistent my consistency and like how how hard I'm going to work so um i think that if you can control what you can control and keep working hard uh work ethic and and some like everybody at this level has some talent but work ethic combined with talent is unbeatable versus when you just have like somebody who's super talented and kind of goes through the motions i feel like talent can definitely wear off yeah of course so like work ethic always beat talent at the end yeah Following your dream of then like means like making a lot of sacrifice, you know, like we we talk a lot about that. Um, you need to make sacrifice to do something that you love, you know. Um, is it something that you can relate now that you are like professional and both from like growing up in college or, or right now? Yeah, I think yeah, definitely. I think sacrifices was a huge thing uh, in college, especially. Um, Partying is obviously like when everybody thinks of college in America, I think of college parties. So I think sacrificing um, for me back then looked like no alcohol, no parties in season while I was in season. And then out of season, I let myself have a little fun because obviously I wanted to enjoy my time. But um, in season, I was pretty strict on myself. I was in bed early. I wasn't drinking alcohol. I wasn't partying a lot. And I can look back on that time and see, like we talked about earlier, like those years are very important to form you as a player so um, I knew my goals and knew that I didn't want to just be a good college athlete I wanted to be a good professional so I tried to treat my body and, and time like a professional would even back then and, and I think it paid off in building good habits that I have now okay so you will say like the biggest sacrifice that you had to make was like, like being focused on your dream and and make it as a professional athlete and make it like a priority and not like choosing when was the right time to go party or have something and when was the right time to okay i'm focused and i'm and i'm on the season focus on the season because later on i want to be professional i want to be more than just a college uh, athlete yeah for sure i think you have to see like your your goals when you're making those sacrifices like when it comes to making a decision you have to see like not what you want just in that moment but what you want a year from now and if, and if they If the actions line up for your goal from a year from now, then so be it. But like, if they don't, then maybe it's not worth it. Okay. And would you say like it was difficult for you to make those sacrifices? Like, was it something like, okay, it was like uh, easy because I know where I want to be, or was it like something more difficult? Like sometimes you wanted to like give up, not give up, but like sometimes you wanted to go party or you wanted to like have some fun as well, and it was really maybe more difficult. Let's say. Yeah, no, there's definitely difficult times. Uh, you always want to spend time with, with your friends and um, party with them. But I think what made it easier is, is like what you said, you know what you want and you know the sacrifice it's going to take to get there. So I don't think it was too difficult in the end. What made it difficult is when like your friends come and they're like, hey, breathe, come, like trying to, <laughs> trying to persuade you. But um, yeah, no, I don't think it was too difficult for me just because I knew uh, the goals and, and where I wanted to go in my career. And today, as a professional now, like you probably have still some sacrifice. Like, what, what are they? Are they like the same from like college, or are they like more different now? You have different ones. Yeah, I think some of the sacrifices are the same, like going out with some friends who who I know still here. But uh, more about just how I use my time outside of the field. Like, am I resting and recovering, or am I always like doing stuff and? Not really focused on what I eat, or am I focused on my diet? And so I think the, the those sacrifices come in different ways. But um, yeah, it's a lot easier now now that you're living on your own and stuff, and like you can make all your decisions for yourself. But there's still some sacrifices that come into. Of course, um, something that you are like pretty like very open about it is that the fact that um, you've been adopted uh, since you were a kid. And then you grew up in Atlanta with your like adoptive parents. What was that like for you um, to grow up in Atlanta with like you know having this to to deal with as well? Yeah, so I know it can be difficult. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, my brother, who I spoke about earlier, he was adopted from a different family uh, in, in a state called New Hampshire, and I was adopted in Texas, uh, where I was born. So growing up, my brother and I always knew that we were adopted. And so obviously, like when you're a kid, kids tease other kids about everything. So you're, you're getting teased and stuff. But um, I actually met my birth parents two years ago now, uh, when I was like 22 or 23. And um, just meeting them and seeing the sacrifice, we talk about sacrifices and the sacrifice that my mom, my birth mom and birth dad did by giving me up to my mom and dad in Atlanta, who gave me the best life I could have ever imagined, um, is like the the peak sacrifice, like the biggest sacrifice. I could I couldn't even think about giving my kid away just because I knew he would have a better life with somebody else. So that that's also plays a lot into my motivation and and this big family that I have now. Um, I want to make them proud. So being adopted just gives me extra family members, and so I'm super thankful for that. <laughs> Of course, and uh, yeah, I was going to to say that maybe um, that's maybe where that big motivation of yours come from as well. Yeah, um, yeah, the family is huge for me, and and like you said, my extended family around here. So the the whole family aspect definitely comes to my mind when I'm going into games or just training and going through hard times. Like you need some motivation. Of course, of course, I can understand that for sure. Yeah, um, and. You say in the short video that, you know, you made with like Charlotte Independence, um, that being adopted gives you a unique perspective on, and that's an important conversation that could help other. Uh, how important it is for you to share this message? Yeah. So I think being, being open about the whole adoption story and, and where my roots are, um, definitely helps people feel more comfortable about it. And I mean, since that video came out, I've had three, uh, f supporters of the independence Uh, message me saying that they've adopted kids or that they've been adopted and and uh, so just having those conversations uh, have been awesome and seeing how, how many other people have questions about it or are thinking about adopting and they just want to talk to somebody who's been through a similar process has been really cool to see of course is it something that you want to do more as well like maybe helping other people like being more open about it or maybe helping like other kid that um, goes through the same situation as you've been through yeah so i think a lot of my uh a lot of my work that i like to do off the field is is spent with kids or spent with the homeless and a lot of those kids are either without parents or adopted or going to be adopted or fostered and And I, I've always dreamed about having a foundation when I have a professional career. Like now that I'm a pro, I've always dreamed about having a foundation that helps out the youth that are less fortunate, um, that maybe are born into a family who are struggling financially or whose parents are really young and can't really take care of them, like uh, was the case in my life. Um, so I think that for me, I want to I wanna definitely have those opportunities to help out the youth and help out those kids going through the same situation. Yeah, that, that's amazing, and I hope uh, I hope you're gonna have your foundation because I will be the first one to to help you make it happen. So <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I've been brainstorming, so so hopefully soon I'll be able to come up with some type of foundation or some type of way to to help out a a um, organization that focuses on that. That's amazing, and I remember like you also have a tattoo on your leg. Yeah. Um, I don't exactly remember what what you say on it. Um, but I know it was about like um, love being more important than that blood, right? Yeah, and, you remember. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. And <laughs> what does that mean for you? Yeah, so you got it right. So it's love over blood. So for me, um, I like you said, I was, I was adopted into a family that we didn't share our genes or we didn't share our DNA or so to say our blood. And so... Um, the thing that tied us together was the love we had for one of another, one another, and and the love that we shared still to this day, um, really shows that we're not a family that just was born into each other. We weren't we weren't blessed in that sense, but we were blessed in the sense that uh, we have we have hearts that are capable of loving each other um, from an outside source. So that was that was pretty pretty special for me to get that tattoo, and I think that it still keeps going. Um, to becoming more and more important to me to this day when I meet my birth parents it's like I, I finally I finally see where like the love comes from and I and I have extended family here and I say oh it doesn't matter if we don't share the same last name or the same blood type whatever it may be but we're we're a family through love and so 
that's where it came from and yeah i'm, I'm thankful for it for sure <laughs> yeah, of course that that's really beautiful to be honest um so like you say you recently like um met with your biological parents um was it something that you really wanted to do like for a long term or like was it important for you yeah it was definitely important for me uh in one way i just wanted to see what they looked like because i've never seen anybody <laughs> just look like me before i always see like people will compare other people to to like celebrities and stuff but i've never been able to see somebody who looks like me and so i really just wanted to see them um And so when I finally uh, became the age where I was able to reach out, um, I really just wanted to see uh, where I came from and, and meet them. And for me, it was huge to thank them uh, for the life they gave me and for giving me life, even though it was a really tough circumstance. So, yeah, that was a big point was just to get in touch with them. And even if they didn't want to be in my life, that's okay. Like, I just wanted to say thank you and, and tell them how appreciative I was for their sacrifices. Of course. So, like, so this experience has probably a big impact on you. Like, how would you describe it? Like, um, as you as a person, but also, like, for you as a, like, football player? Definitely. Um, yeah, definitely a huge, huge impact. For me as a person, it's just given me a lot of answers about where I came from and and seeing a lot of myself in them. And also, I've been even more thankful for the parents who raised me and adopted me just because uh, they've been there for me from the start. Um, and then as a as a player, it's just giving me more motivation, like more of my uh, determination and more of my why, why I do this. Like I have more people in my corner and more people to um, like play well for and more people to keep going for. So, yeah, it's definitely motivating me. Of course, that's that's awesome. So you play like football pretty much your life. Um, what impact do you think he had it on you and and on your life? What did you learn from from the sport? Um, yeah, I think that the biggest thing I learned from the sport is like when you grow up with a lot of um, uh, a lot to be thankful for, like in a family who's pretty well off, and and a lot of stuff goes your way, and you don't really go through the tr struggles and trials that maybe some kids who literally have nothing go through. Um, being in sport for me has taught me, like, if things don't go your way, that doesn't mean you just give up. Like, you have to find ways to get better. And so the next time you go to do that thing that didn't go your way the first time, it's going to go right the second time. And if it doesn't go right the second time, then that's okay. Go back, do what you have to do, and go a third time. But I thought I think it's taught me, like, there's always a there's always a way to succeed and there's always a way to, to get to your dreams. You just have to figure out um, and be honest with yourself about what you need to work on or what you need to improve to get there. Of course, of course. And you also have done like a bit of coaching and like you say, you've been like involved with like some activity with kids and also with football. Um, how is important like for you to, to be able to do that and to kind of like give back? Oh yeah, that's, for me, that's one of my favorite Uh, things about this career is how I can have an impact on the community um, and just really use my platform of being a pro athlete to get involved with uh, whatever I can get involved with and I think that using this time like using the time I have in this career to help people out and impact people around me I think is is something that I never want to look back on and be like dang I should have done this or I should have done that like I want to do it all while I can do it and help out as much as I can Of course, okay. And and being a, like a professional soccer player now, do you see yourself as a like role model in a way? Yeah, I I I think I do have some people that look up to me as a role model, but I try to not see myself above them and like try to stay humble about it and and because uh, I but a lot of the times the people that um, come to me with questions and advice, I know the situations they're in and and I've been where they are before, and thankfully I've been able to help out, but. Um, yeah, I try. I try to see myself just as a normal person and, and help out where I can. Okay, so you try to stay like humble and but still help. Um, yeah, and still sure. have like a in, in impact, like a positive impact if you can. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, hopefully, it won't happen for many years. But once you retire, like, what what would you like to do? Mm, once I retire, yeah, like you said, hopefully, it won't happen for many many years. But. Uh, <laughs> I would probably say I want to get involved with either coaching or something that works with um, kids and 
I don't know what that looks like yet, whether that's like uh, starting a organization that helps kids coming from less fortunate backgrounds, something with soccer maybe, and incorporating soccer and education, or maybe just being a college coach. Uh, yeah, I'm not really sure what it looks like, but I definitely want to do something where I can impact players and, and people around me all the time and be uh, be like the person that they can look up to and, and um, go for for help. Of course, and, and using your personal experience to actually help other people, uh, mm -hmm. whether if, if it's in a football place or just outside in life in general, right? Yeah. So you talk a bit about like what you do outside football, which is like taking care of your body and also like trying to help others. Um, do you do something else as well? Yeah, I have, I have some hobbies that I do. I uh, love to fly fish and golf and... Uh, mountain bike so i like to be outside when i have the time some days off i like to do that okay and uh, except like the foundation thing do you have any other like project that you would like to share with us that you're working on yeah well uh one of the things that i do is uh i work pretty hands-on with the homeless people in charlotte it's not through an organization or anything like that and i don't really share this with a lot of people because i like to do it behind closed doors but um I'll just create a bunch of goodie bags and go down and, and hang out with them and hand them out, um, which has been tough with COVID. So right now it's just kind of been handing out the bags. But yeah, I've, I've definitely been working on that. And then um, I'm trying to form that into a bigger organization where we can get donors and um, grants from people to, to make it a more of an official thing. And then the other thing I uh, started to do right before coronavirus, so I haven't in a while, is uh, working with the youth group at church. So I ran a couple of game nights for them and hang out with them. So that was awesome as well. Okay, so so you you want to keep going that once um, once you can again with like uh, this whole COVID situation. <laughs> um, and something I just wanted to talk about uh, with you as well is like your diet. I know you've been vegan uh, for a few years now. Um, and I know that uh, still a lot of like many people seem to think that a plant-based diet isn't fit for active people or especially not for professional athletes. Um, what do you think about that and what do you like about being a vegan? Yeah, so I, I mean, I started to see improvements when I changed my diet uh, my junior year in college, sophomore year in college. I, I immediately saw, like after two months, I saw my recovery time improve. I saw uh like my my blood flow like i was i was uh rushing after workouts i would just like flush everything through and i wasn't getting as sore and and i was able to do more trainings and more intense trainings and my cardio and my fitness went up um so that's like the main thing i love about it is how how light and and strong i feel at the same time i don't feel like weighed down by um and bloated by the food that i eat uh and then i would just say to people who who aren't familiar with it and don't think that it's Uh, fit for a professional athlete there's luckily now we live in a time where there's so much research research that comes out and you can see that all these nutrients for example like people's main thing with plant-based diet is protein and you can get just as much protein from eating a steak as you can with eating a salad with uh, chickpeas broccoli spinach and quinoa so i think you know for me when i when i did my research and knew this is what i have to eat to uh, get all my nutrients for the day And it's all coming from plants. I I felt so much better about myself, and and I could feel my body feeling better as well. Okay, and uh, so you say you started in junior in college. Why like um why did you did you change to a plant based diet? Yeah, so I was always looking for ways to better myself, like we talked about earlier. And the coach who I mentioned, he's plant based as well, and he and I asked him one day. I just said like, oh, how long are you doing? I said, oh, while wow, I I feel a lot fitter and stuff like that. So he just is asked me like why don't you try it then if you're curious so I just decided to try it and um, I looked at it as a way to get better as a player um, and further my career and like longevity of my career and so once I tried it I never looked back like I saw the results and I was like there's no point of switching okay so you you will say that you really like saw a big impact into your physical like performance and also like into the the football player that you were yeah for sure Definitely. Okay, and is it something that you like to share to others and, and try to promote 
Uh, or is it more like a personal decision in, that you were just doing and it works well for you? Uh, I think that people notice it like on their own and then and then we'll talk about it. Like, for example, the team, when, when you go on away trips and the meals are brought to you and they always see you don't have meat. So it starts conversations. And I think uh, being one of the fitter players on the teams I've been on in the past has always come up too. And um, I would probably say like some of it's due to my diet. And so that's what I tell players or people when they ask. Of course, of course. That's, that's good to know. Um, so lastly, uh, since this podcast is about sharing the very unique story of different athletes and inspire others to keep chasing their dreams, if you could give one advice to everyone listening who has big dreams and are looking to chase them, what would it be? Um, so I heard this quote a while ago, and it would be, don't have any zero days. So a zero day is where you do absolutely nothing to get closer to your dream or closer to your goal. And now it's not saying that you have to go and work out and lift weights every day. It's not saying you have to run sprints every day or train every day because you get injured. But um, watching film, meditating, sleeping well, eating well, um, all of those play a factor. So don't have a day where you do zero good to reach your goal. No zero days. All right. I love it. Love it. It's really, I think this is actually true because the actual one person that you do, even if you have a bad day and you do just one person is still going to get you closer than if you have a zero day. Yeah, so. exactly. Like you've heard the saying, even if you just make your bed, just for your mentality, stuff like that. Yeah. Just, just always keep that in the back of your head. Um, so for those who would like to follow you, get in touch with you, um, where can they do it? Is yeah, so, Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. It's just at Clay Dimmick. Uh, Twitter is at Clay Dimmick 6. Facebook, Clay Dimmick. Um, yeah. Okay. So we will put uh, everything in the description anyway so people can get in touch with you if they have any question. And yeah, so sounds good. Thank you so much, Clay. Uh, it's been very nice to talk to you and hearing more about your inspiring story. Uh, good luck with the ongoing season and good luck for the future. We, we're wishing you the best. Of course. Sweet. I really appreciate it. And thanks for having me on the show. It's, uh, it's awesome to see, see you guys doing amazing things over there. So keep it up. I'm going to be following for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe and give us five stars. It means a lot to us. You can find all of the links to Clay's social media in the description below. For more information about us and the podcast, follow us on Instagram at ecpodcast underscore. See you next week. Thank you.